Hallelujah. God is so, so good. Yeah. Are you hungry? Yes. Are you expecting? Yes. God has what you need today. Yeah. God is so good, y'all. Thank God, you, Father. God, you are so good. Thank you, Father. Lord, we just praise you this morning. Glory to you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, thank you for working things out, even as we're speaking right now, Lord. We're getting something great from you today. We will not leave this place the same. We will leave this place higher. We will leave this place on fire. Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Hallelujah. Father, right now, just lift your hands towards heaven. Just receive from him his love. Lord, right now, we receive your love. We receive your goodness. We receive your grace right now, Lord. We receive from you. Now, don't just listen to that and be like, oh, he's praying he'll be done in a minute. Nope, this is for you. <laughs> say it, say it with me. Say, this is for me. This is for me. Right now, Lord. Right now. I just now. ask that you'll touch my heart. Yes, touch my heart. That you'll draw your power down to me. You'll draw your power down to me. And solutions will come. Solutions will come. I believe. I believe. That I receive it. That I receive it. Right now. Right now. Solutions. Solutions. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Solutions. Solutions. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Just keep your eyes closed and thank you. Just keep receiving. Father, right now we receive supernatural power, supernatural solutions, Lord, right now. Supernatural solutions in the lives of people. Thank you, Father, for working it out, for bringing healing, for bringing deliverance, for bringing love and patience and mercy and kindness. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy that follows us all the days of our lives. Lord, we receive it now. We have it now in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Lord, we receive it now. We receive solutions now in our lives. We're not waiting on it. We have it now. Glory to God. Glory to God. Just keep receiving. The word says those that wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Father, we just wait on you. Lord, we thank you. Thank you. You're doing stuff in your body today. You're bringing about favor. You're bringing about power. You're bringing about solutions. Real solutions right now in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just receive right now. Lord, I receive. Lord, we receive. We receive, Father. Thank you. Lord, use us. Use us to be a distributor of your will. Use us to be a distributor of your love. Thank you, Father. Use us to be a distributor of all these good things. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Lord, bring healing in homes. Father, bring healing in homes. Let things be restored now in Jesus' name. Between fathers and mothers and daughters and sons, Thank you, Father. Brothers and sisters, let restoration be in Jesus' name. Lord, bring restoration now in the name of Jesus. 
Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Father, for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you, Father, right now. Bring in restoration. Bring in supernatural peace. Do you receive that supernatural peace? And just say, Lord, right now, I receive your peace. I'm not just saying words. I receive your peace. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Just pray with me in the Holy Spirit here for a minute. Bon sofre canamoso. Beninikiroso. Lanadurum. Let the Lord pray through you. Thank you, Father. Sikoda damo sofalakoto. Roma mama sotromo sidi. Hanjo toromo som. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I just, I have it on my heart really big. May I pray for you? That'd be all right. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your love pouring out. Thank you for a new day. I declare in the name of Jesus a new day in your life today that things will not be the same. A new day today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy overflowing in every way. Thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you for supernatural help. A new day, a new day, a new day in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And blessings be in every way. Blessings be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your love. Thank you for your love in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I just felt like that wasn't supposed to wait. Amen. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father, for a new day. Thank you for a new day. Do you receive that new day today? Do you receive it for you? Hallelujah. A new day. <laughs> a new day. The chapter's turning. Say it with me. Say, my chapter, my chapter is, turning. is turning. Today is a new chapter. Is a new chapter. It won't be the same. I won't go through the same cycle. It's a new day. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, we, we, we generally follow a, a general pattern. But we're not afraid to break that. <laughs> we're not afraid to break it. Jared and Chelsea, will y'all come here? I just feel led to pray for y'all too. I hear that over your life as well. A new day. Just lift your hands. A new day. A new day. A new chapter. A new day. A new chapter. Things, things will be different. Things will be different. Life will look different. I know in the last year, your life has looked different. It's looked so much different. Even people that are looking at your lives and saying, oh my goodness, if God can do that, i got to go find out what God is doing. I understand that. That's a great thing. That's a great testimony. But I'm telling you, from this day forward, it will look different again. It will look different again. You will look at things like you put on a set of God glasses. And all of a sudden you'll look through the lens of God. You'll see His things. You'll see His goodness. You'll see His mercy. And things will look different in Jesus' name. Things will look different 
in the name of Jesus. Father, when I remove my hand, let everything look different. Let their why be different. Let their purpose be different. Lord, let, they, let them raise their children in a different kind of place. A place, Lord, where you are glorified above all else. Let it be different in Jesus' name. Let people at, at their jobs and at their work and who they run into, let them see them different. Let them carry the glory. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father. They will see differently in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. There will be something different. I'm moving with new purpose. I'm moving, moving with new purpose, with new purpose, with new purpose, and a new heart in Jesus' name. With new purpose, with new purpose, with new purpose. I see things differently. I see my responsibility. I see it in God. I see my responsibility to love and forgive and let go and shine the light of God and the love of God. New purpose, new responsibility responsibility new purpose new responsibility in Jesus name hallelujah so Rama yeah Lord do a work today in Jesus name a work today a work today just new heart new heart in Jesus name thank you father thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord you it'll just be different it'll just be different it'll just be different Hallelujah. Higher, higher, higher in Jesus' name. Not that everything you were doing was wrong. It's not that. It's that he wants to take you higher. There's more in him. There's more in him. There's more in him in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. A new heart. A new heart. Hallelujah. Just keep receiving. Hallelujah. Uh, Colton. Will you come here, please? <laughs> Did you know I was going to call you? <laughs> you shook your head. I wasn't sure if you... Come on up here. Hallelujah. Just raise your hands. God's begun a good work in you. Hallelujah. He's begun a good work. And you're going to see it differently. 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 Last Sunday at this time, you weren't even sure if God was who he says he is. But today you know. <laughs> today you sense his power. You feel his power. He's a good God. He's worthy of giving our all to. And that's what I hear him calling to me to tell you. Give him your all and watch what he will do. Lord, may strength be now in Jesus' name. Hope yeah, thank you, Father, for your power. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Lord, thank you for strengthening him and lifting his arms. Lifting his arms when he didn't feel like he could do it. Thank you, Lord, for your supernatural strength in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit power flowing all through him. Everything that's been on him come off now. In Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus, loose that grip and be removed and freedom come. In the name of Jesus, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You didn't even know that God could do that stuff. 
ha, 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 yet he's just like, not in a bad way. He's just kind of grabbing your life and just moving you around in his love like a rag doll. And you're, the thing to do is just be like, Lord, do it to me. Do it to me. Fire of God from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Just pray this with me. Just say, Father, Jesus, fill me with the Holy Ghost and fire. Oh, pray it with me. Jesus, fill me with the Holy Spirit and fire. In Jesus' name. Now breathe in deep. He's filling you. He's filling you. He's filling you. The word says out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. If you need prayer, just come up quickly, please. Come up quickly. Come up quickly if you need prayer. Hallelujah. 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 If you need prayer, come quickly. Glory to God. Glory to God. Just raise your hands. Don't hold back. If you need prayer, get your body up here. <laughs> my, my dad used to say that. Get your body up here. <laughs> get your body up here. Get to moving. If you need prayer, don't you hold back. Get to moving. Get to moving. Get to moving. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now just raise your hands where you're sitting, or where you're standing. If you're sitting already, maybe God's already done his business. Just say this with me. Jesus, Jesus. I receive from you today. Lord, when he prays for me, I'm going to have everything I need. I'm going to have everything I need. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Hallelujah. Let's have her move up here. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to know this. Don't stand up here and say, Lord, I need your help. And God's telling you something right now in your heart that you need to do, and you're not doing it. It's one of those things where you need to say, if I need God's help, then I need to do what he's asking me to do. It's always going to be the best. It's always going to be the best. Amen. <laughs> Lisa's prepared already. <laughs> she already got the tissue. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, everybody, the, Lisa, we love your heart. I'm telling you, we love your heart. Everybody in here feels that way. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. If you need to release something in your heart right now, release it. Release it. If you need to go to somebody, go to somebody. If you need, if you need to handle stuff, handle stuff. Lord, we need your help. Who here needs the help of God? Raise your hand high. Oh, we all need his help. Then we, yeah, then we got to do it his way. Amen. Ha ha chotonoloso. Roma bolso vedicere beste. From the top of her head to the soles of her feet, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Fire of God, fire of God. Thank you, Father. Say this with me. Just say, Jesus, fill me 
from the top of my head to the soles of my feet with fresh fire like I've never seen it before. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father, for your fire. Thank you, Lord, for your fire. Lord, we receive it and we thank you. And let the fire of God consume everything that doesn't need to be there. Everything that doesn't need to be there. Thank you, Father, for your fire. In Jesus' name, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We receive. Thank you, Lord. We receive. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. From top of her head to the soles of her feet. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, glory. 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 Fresh touch and strength from the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for a fresh touch in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Yep. May the holiness of God start to fall on you in a way like you've never seen before. And as, you, as that holiness touches your life, the word says that he hated sin, he loved holiness, and he was anointed. Lord, let the anointing of God rise up now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your anointing. It's flowing in you now. Thank you, Lord. I sense it so strongly. Thank you, Lord. The anointing of God, it helps clear up all the stuff. Thank you, Father. It helps clear it all up and take you to a new place. He desires to take you to a new place, a new place, a new place. Simply hear from Him that still small voice, that inward witness. Simply hear from Him and be obedient to what He says and watch what He can do. Thank you, Father. Just get it in your heart. Work on this now. Get it in your heart. Whatever He tells me to do, I'll do it and I'll do it quickly. Whatever, say it with me. Whatever he tells me to do, I'll do it, and I'll do it quickly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Yep. Supernatural strength. Supernatural strength in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Fresh power and touch of the Holy Ghost, of the Holy Ghost. Out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. In Jesus' name, fire of God, thank you for your help. Thank you, Lord, for your help. Lord, let your anointing work out every bit, every bit, every bit in Jesus' name. Because you love her so much, you have an everlasting love for her. Thank you, Lord, for your love. He says, I love you with an everlasting love. And it'll never cease. It'll never cease. I see you. I see everything. And I love you. And you can rest in that in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 I love you. I've got great things for you. Not for calamity. I have no plans 
for your calamity. So don't you listen when the devil comes talking. Don't you listen to that. I've got no plans for your calamity. He says, daughter, I've got no plans for your calamity. None, none to give you a future and a hope and not for calamity. Thank you, Father. It's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new day. Is that it? Was that one? Something, put your hand there. I didn't see which one. I just saw praying for your hip. Well, here, fine. Thank you, Father, for your anointing. Thank you for wisdom and strength to walk in it in every way. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, mine be so clear, be so clear, every bit of uh, fogginess and cloudiness that the devil has attempted in the past, let it be clear now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. It's a new day. Say it. It's a new day. It's a new day. Get it in you. It's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new day. Things are turning. Chapters are turning. It's a new chapter. Glory to God. You're walking into a new chapter. Man, I feel the excitement of the Lord on it. You're walking into a new chapter in Jesus' name. A new chapter. Glory to God. A new chapter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shout, give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Yeah. Glory to God. Amen. Man, I'm telling you, I could sense his heart on that. Glory to God. Ha ha yeteneko. Roma Yep, let things be clear, Lord. Let them be clear. No, no thinking this way or that. No, no doubt one way or the other. Let them be clear in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Ha ha yatanaboso. It's a new day. No more of a back and forth. No, no, we see you, we see your promise, we see your love, and it will never be the same. In Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Just lift your hand. Hallelujah. Lord, fill them fresh today. Fill them fresh today in Jesus' name. Thank you. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Ha ha. From the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. They got you. <laughs> God's doing a work in your life. He's doing a work in your life. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Just let him know that you're there in case he feels like falling. He's not trying to help. He's not thinking more about standing up than he is receiving. Hallelujah. Fill them and overflow them, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. He's doing a work. He's doing a work. He's doing a work. He's doing a work. Let it be worked out. Let it be worked out. 
let it be whole and clear in Jesus' name. Thank you. Yeah, I, hallelujah. I see, I see, I see it. Thank you, Father. As you renew your mind, the Lord's helping you even today. That as you renew your mind, thoughts won't travel into that gray area anymore, but they'll travel straight through the thinking of God. You have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. They won't travel to that gray area, but you'll say, nope, and all of a sudden you'll be right there thinking like Christ. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Big team ko Bible katofri. Dene itiko osotli kalano otorum. Just lift your hands. Hallelujah. Say, Lord, I receive everything you have for me. In Jesus' name. Bani koto. Kotanamo. Hata konosi. Dano toromase. Shu o offering. Kana on the ama osi lokono. Poshive kanama. Say, Lord, I receive. I receive. I receive today. I receive today. I receive today. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just breathe in fresh, refreshing. Glory to God. Say, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. fill me up. Fill me up. In Jesus' name. Now just start praying in the Holy Spirit. Yeah, amen. You're strengthening yourself, building yourself on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Yeah, fresh fire, a fresh fire, a fresh fire. Father, thank you. A fresh, fresh fire of the Lord. Thank you, Father. From the top of her head to the soles of her feet. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, just lift your hands. Say, I release it. I release it. I release it. Thank you, Father. There you go. That's it. That's it. It's that simple. Ha ha, I rest in you. Pushekaloma atono no rekiki kostavana varamasiviti hofring karamosabi. Hey, yeah, just say it. Say it with me. I receive today. It's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new day. Yeah, it is. Pushekamatarabosi. Fushibele konomos. Bondi bikarabasabaroma, ha ha diatakastufri, si shotor, fresh fire of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Shutokofrena takaloso, shokatadokodadoboto, domala otani achidi. Thank you, Father. It's a new day. Just say, Lord, I believe, I receive it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Yeah, glory. Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for strength. Thank you for a new day, a new chapter, a new chapter, and a new day, a new chapter, and a new day, a new chapter, and a new day. Glory to God. Hallelujah. A new chapter and a new day. A new chapter and a new day. And I see him. He'll lead you and he'll guide you. And you'll go arm in arm, hand in hand. He'll lead you and, and he'll guide you. And you'll know what to do and where to go. And you'll be acting as one. And the power of God will overflow and lift you up in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. The joy, joy, joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for your joy. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. The anointing of God in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Joy, joy, joy. Bless them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Yeah, joy with them too. You got a dose off of that. That anointing. <laughs> and that's just it. You need to laugh together. <laughs> joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Fire. Whoo. Baden Kodomose. Baskini. Darum baum. Maninko flown. Tiyalo. Laosi. Kenko flown. Sufrande kalosti. Bastido. Just drink it up. Let them touch you. Let them flow through you. Just receive. You can't do what you're called to do without drawing from an everlasting well. You can't do what you're called to do without drinking from an everlasting well. Drink it up. Flow in him. Learn to flow. Learn to flow. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. A new day. A new day. A new day. <laughs> Glory to God. Well, we're supposed to have Holy Spirit service at 4 p.m. tonight. This is the... Precursor, the appetizer of tonight. <laughs> she doesn't do that normally, I imagine. She doesn't just lay down in the floor at the house and laugh like that. I was just wondering. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand up, brother. Yeah, Lord, strength and fire of God. Fresh, refreshing in Jesus' name. I always find it funny. People don't know what to do with the joy unless they've been around it. They don't know what to do with the joy of the Lord. But it's amazing what can break off of you with one laugh. And, you know, he says, with joy we draw from the wells of salvation. There's stuff God wants to save us from that only comes by putting on joy. Putting on joy. <laughs> yeah, more, Lord. More. Wisdom. Wisdom and overflow in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Watch him. Gotta come almost obey. Always. I find it funny. Lisa's coming back, back in the room, and she's like, what happened? <laughs> I always find it funny, the verse that says, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into the bitterness of the Lord. No, it's the joy of the Lord. It's the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. I feel like I'm supposed to be preaching. That's what, that's what the bulletin would say. <laughs> lean back over. I saw him lean back over the way you were. You know, it's hard for the Holy Spirit to be out of order. Ho, ho, The problem is a lot of people don't understand the move of the Holy Ghost. Joy, joy will open up so much stuff in your life. You know it's good when you get to a snort. You know, there's a good. <laughs> I, I, I feel like with my kids, I'll be, I'll be looking at my kids, I'll be like, it's not funny, don't laugh. Just, just don't do it. Don't laugh, it's not funny. Brittany's doing good. She's like, I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to. <laughs> and then before you know it, they'll bust out laughing. Like, it's not funny. Thank you, Father. Life of God. Fullness of God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. She hot on a cooperado do botono di carbon. Oh. I just had a thought. I was like, did we release the kids? I'm not sure. They're gone. Hallelujah. I think they're pulling the audio from the from the YouTube playing it over the radio. I can see the guy at the radio like, what do I do with this? I'm sorry. Uh, not really, but anyway. What do I do with this? The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit knows what to do. He knows what we need. He knows when we need it. <laughs> He knows what we need and he knows when we need it and he knows how to touch us. The question is, will we yield to him or will we yield to the environment that was based in corruption that we were raised in? Do you realize there wasn't bitterness before the fall? It was the joy of the Lord. Who taught us to be bitter and prim and proper? Who taught us to do that? A corrupted world, a corrupted environment. We've got to learn how to yield to the Holy Ghost. <laughs> like that. We've got to learn how to yield to the Holy Spirit. Because in a moment, the Holy Spirit can fix everything. He can give, in a moment, He can give you the ideas that makes you a multimillionaire. In a moment like this, this is where it's like the Holy Spirit's <laughs> operating table. people you gave me oh man I love them I love people that are yielded to the Holy Ghost trying to get up <laughs> the Lord is good the Lord is good yeah. 
The Lord is good. You know, we need his joy. We need his joy. With joy, we draw from the wells of salvation. You know, I've found that verse was new to me. I'd not really ever heard it, but once I, once I got a hold of it, it really meant a lot to me. In other words, there's a well of God that holds all the pieces of salvation. Fellowship with him, restoration, protection, deliverance, provision, healing, all of those are in that well of salvation. And we enter into that with joy. We enter into that with joy. That's why, that's why the enemy tries to steal your joy so much. The enemy tries to steal your joy. How many people last week as I was preaching and ministering that, how many people, uh, man, that just, I had multiple people going out the door last week because, of course, what I preached on was overcoming, you know, getting out of the rut and overcoming the stronghold of your mind and your thinking. And I had multiple people walking out the door that were like, Pastor, I needed to hear that today. I needed to hear that today. And, uh, now, what was interesting is, I know Nicole sent a very important message out to the Bumachickas line, and I sent one out, is that throughout the week, you talk about an on-time message, how many people needed that message in their back pocket this week? Yeah, yeah take your thinking captive and not let the devil run rampant with us. Uh, we were at, just the other night, we were at Pastor Tracy's, and just to share with you something, we were at that meeting and I want to show you that Nicole and I have to apply the same things that you do. It's the same biblical truths. We have to be responsible for that as well. But you can see how the power of God will bring about a word right on time. And if you'll listen to that word, it's so very important and it'll lead you exactly to the help that you need. So even this week, um, she was sitting there and got prayer. I think it was Monday or Tuesday night. Tuesday night. And uh, so we'd been there, you know, Monday or Sunday. You weren't there Monday night because you had a work meeting. But Sunday, then Monday, then Tuesday, we'd already been receiving. And, you know, Pastor Tracy is one that we can easily receive from simply because we're connected with them. And uh, we know them and it's easy to receive from. And here she was. She was standing up there and she walked away from there feeling discouraged because she felt like she'd received nothing. She was like, I feel like I received nothing. Yeah. You know, is that correct, correct wording? And, uh, and so she's, and now we've gone down the road enough with the Lord where we realize it wasn't nothing. It, there was, she received some stuff, she just couldn't feel it. But then, because she couldn't feel it, the devil was right here trying to go, you're, you're not worthy of anything. You can't feel anything. You're not receiving anything. Uh, you didn't feel the anointing. You didn't sense. Uh, he didn't give you a word. All this stuff. That was like blah, 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 a bunch of garbage and a bunch of junk in there, right? Yeah. And uh, so what I'm saying is, you talk about an on-time word. That was on Tuesday after I preached that on, on uh, Sunday. Well, many times we've come to have this experience and have this statement. It's not coincidence. It's coordination, you know, and, and just, just be honest with me. How many people before last week, before last Sunday, or throughout this week, 
you had some kind of attack on your mind, uh, just raise your hand. Now look at this. Look around. That is almost everybody. See, the Lord knows how to give a word right on time. So that's not coincidence. That's not coincidence. But here's what, that's coordination. But God said ahead of time, he'll preach a word to give you exactly what you need. This morning, he was dishing out joy because he knows exactly what we need. He was dishing out an anointing because he knows exactly what we need, what, we're gonna, what we've been through, what we're going to go through. He knows exactly. That's why we just need to be with God. Lord, I'm yielded to you. Lord, I yield to you. Here I am, Lord. Do whatever you want to do with me. I am yielded to you. And, but many times our brain and our logic and the world that we've been raised in won't allow us to do that. And so what we literally do is God's over here moving, but we're like, well, that just doesn't look like Holy Ghost to me or doesn't look like church, and we walk away from what God's actually doing. Now, the other thing I want you to see is how many people, when you've ever been attacked in your mind like, like that, when we talked last week about that, how many people, when you've been attacked in your mind, you feel like you're basically the only one under attack? Like it feels so individual, and it feels, that's the enemy. That's the plan of the enemy. Let me throw this attack on a whole body, but make you feel like you're the only one that's going through it. And then you feel like nobody else understands. Everybody's going through it practically, but yet they're going through. They're going through. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Yea, though I walk through, I'll fear no evil. God's got me. God's taking me by the hand. The question is, are you taking him by the hand? Are you doing what he told you? Many, many of the words today were, do what he's telling you to do. Don't shrink back from it. Many times God's telling us exactly what to do. All right, you need, you need to forgive this person. You need to do this. You need to do that. And we're walking away going, going well, I, I don't know about that. And, but Lord, help me. No, we got to do what God tells us to do. I had a situation uh, one time. Some of you have heard this story. And, and I was, uh, Nicole and I were moving into ministry and uh, in, and, you know, I, I think I preached first in 1999 was probably my first message as an adult. And so then she and I got born, we got married in 99 and then we moved. And then I was sitting there and I felt the hand of the Lord on me calling me to minister like it's time to start ministering. Well, what do you think the first thing is? Do you think you need somebody up here that hasn't dealt with themselves? No, you need somebody who has dealt with themselves, put their flesh in its place. You know, you need somebody that's done that quite a lot. Uh, you know, why? Because if they haven't done it, how are they going to teach anybody else to do it? How are they going to lead them through with mercy and grace to get, get people out of that place? So a, a, a right pastor or a right minister should be walking in those things. Well, the Lord was giving me all kinds of stuff, and man, I remember the statement that he told me, and this is not just for pastors, it's not just for preachers, this is for every believer, but he highlighted it to me in this process. He said, I want you to live your life in such a way that the devil himself can go through your life with a fine-tooth comb, and he won't find anything to accuse you of. 
Now you know the devil is an accuser. You know the word says he accuses the brethren. You know the devil is an accuser. And so God was saying, I want you to live your life in such a way that the accuser himself could go through your life with a fine-tooth comb. You know, there's a... a if you ever had uh, lice... This is a great topic to bring up in church. If you ever had lice, when, as a kid, our family had it a couple times. That's like the worst thing ever. And then they... they They'd like take vinegar and that dumb, stupid comb that would be pull all your hair. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, just praise God that he, you've had his mercy on you all your life. And, uh, but they'd take that dumb comb and it, it was so fine tooth, it would get all those lice out of your hair or it'd try to, right? That's what every time I hear that, that's what I have a picture of. That live your life in such a way that the devil himself could go through your life and not find one little itty-bitty thing that could hold on and cling to you that he could accuse you of. I mean, that's, that is, and I can tell you, when the Lord spoke those words to me, I was like, man, that's going to take a long time. Because <laughs> I did not feel uh, very clean at the moment. I was cleaner than I'd ever been. But I definitely didn't feel that way. I was, and, and the Lord, he felt my heart. I was like, Lord, I don't know if I can do that. I was like, that seems like a tall order. He said, basically, don't worry. You set your heart to do it. I'll empower you. He gives seed to the sower. So if I set it in my heart to be obedient to his will, to walk in holiness, if I set it in, in my heart, he'll give me the strength to walk it out. And, and that's exactly what he did. Well, and just to tell you, I'm going to tell you a story about that, but to tell you a piece of it is I started just handing him. If he'd bring up something as quick as I could do it, I'd just hand it over to him. Don't do this, okay? Uh, do this, okay? And i just, uh, yes, tell, tell the Lord yes as quickly as possible. And I just told him yes as quickly as I could and just went after him and went after him. And now I'll tell you, you know, Five years later, ten years later, man, we had cleaned up a lot of stuff. And it was like, we're a lot further down the road than I thought we would be. I thought we'd still be dealing with... No, God supernaturally gave a grace and an anointing to step out of that junk and be the new person. I just had to make it in my heart be that person. All right, so one of those was this. There was a, a time... Where you know, if you don't if you don't know it, my uh, my mom and dad uh, got divorced in 1987, and I think this was. Let's see, this had to be probably 1993. So this is about six years later, and uh, I had a car. I had a car that was my first car. It had been good, but it was just you know it was used when I got it and everything. And uh, I had a girl that I was dating. It wasn't Nicole, in case anybody's asking or wondering. And uh, I had a girl that I was dating, and she was a messed up person. I can't believe I ever dated her, ever. She's, <laughs> Nicole says she's the devil. She was the devil. <laughs> How dare I even think about dating that girl? God. But anyway, she... Uh, 
she ends up being bad in this story, so Nicole, Nicole doesn't mind me telling that story. And uh, so anyway, I'm dating this girl, and she's about an hour and a half away, right? And uh, I'm, I'm home on break from the Marines, and I decide I just want to go see her. And so I'm on the road traveling to go, to go see her, and uh, this is, you know, she was probably, we didn't know each other, so you weren't born again yet, but this is the Lord helping you. And uh, I never got there. I never got to see the girl. Amen. Glory to God. And uh, because she's the devil, apparently. And, uh, but anyway, I'm heading there. And I think I had, you know, that was when gas didn't cost, you know, three or four dollars. It's been lower recently. But this, I think it cost like a dollar fifty or something like that at that time. I think I had five dollars in my pocket. And I was going an hour and a half. And I had like, zero gas you know I had just enough gas to get there and get home I think and this was a little you know four-cylinder putter car that could go forever and I just barely had enough gas but it had been leaking oil and so I I was like well I only got five dollars I'm gonna need something to eat I'm not gonna put oil in it this time it'll be a, which I've been driving it for quite some time but that was a mistake um and so all of a sudden, I'm going down the highway, and the car, or, or more like, and, uh, and then it was like, and, and I felt the power go out of it, and I was like, uh, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> That's not good. And I pulled over to the side of the highway, and uh, I was sitting there, and I was like, this doesn't feel good, and there was something dripping out. There was some oil dripping out from the bottom. It had thrown a rod. And uh, um, one of the uh, highway patrolmen came, and he picked me up. He took me to the gas station, took my $5 to buy, like, a $2.50, you know, bottle of oil. You know, like, I, it probably needs some oil. Let me just see. So I go back home, go back to my car. He takes me back to my car. I pour the oil in, and, I, and we put the cap on. I look under the car, and there's all the oil down there. I was like... This is not good. <laughs> this is not good. So I'm sitting there thinking, I just lost my car. Amen. I just no, not amen. <laughs> not so be. I just I was thinking it though. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was helping me. Maybe it was an amen, but I didn't feel like it was an amen. And I was like, man, I just lost my car, and this stinks for that. Devil girl. <laughs> so then I was able to drive it just enough, like after I let it cool down, I was able to drive it just enough to get it. I was right at an exit to drive it up the exit and to a gas station. And so I drive it up the exit and to a gas station and I park it. And then I'm like, man, I don't know what to do. And this gas station is the only thing. You look that way, nothing. You look that way, nothing. It's the only thing out there. I was, I was like, man, this is before cell phones. So I don't have a phone on me. I barely have any money. It's still, it's cold. It was like September, October. So it's going to get cold here real shortly. I'm about an hour away from the house. And I don't have a cell phone, don't have any money. And the only thing, the gas station let me use the phone. I thought my uncle is, 
My mom's brother is right over here, and he's about 15 minutes away or about 20 minutes away. And so I pick up, uh, I pick up the phone, I call him, I said, hey, um, I said, I think my car's done for, could I spend the night with you while I figure out what to do? And uh, my dad, who normally would have been my go-to to save me, he's out of town. And uh, so it was like trying to, I, I'm pretty sure I paged him. It, so a pager is this little box before cell phones that numbers would run across. Yeah, it's amazing. It, w- it would tell you what number to call or you could speak in code if, if, you, if you and the other person had a code. So I was paging him, I'm trying to get him to, to call so I can figure out what to do. But I, I call my uncle, he comes, and he comes and picks me up. Now the only problem is, and I, under, I understand his frustration, this is my mom's brother. And, you know, here I am when my parents split up, and I'm the oldest, and I'm trying to figure out who's the best place for my brothers and sisters to be at and it was a really hard hard spot it was a hard position and I'm trying to figure out where to go to what which one are they going because they were fighting I mean they were just they were they were fussing and fighting and and um, you know I, I had decided that my dad would be the best one to go to and so the my brother and sister went with me to my dad's well now this had been a couple of years and I didn't, you know, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm still, I mean, at this point I'm 19, but I'm still a kid. I don't, I don't know what's really going on. And I, I'm trying to figure this stuff out. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, here comes my uncle. And, you know, I get in the car and I can tell, like, something's wrong. You know, what's wrong? Now, this used to be, like, this is the uncle. I want you to hear this. This is the uncle that he and I would, like, were best friends. We were best friends. When I was a little kid, you know, he's the one that I would get to jump on and, and body slam and he'd play along and act like I took him out, you know, when I really didn't. But he, I mean, I'd jump on, I, there's some old home videos where I'm just like, you know, ah, boom, and jumping on him, you know, and he just would eat it up. So we had a lot of fun together. So this is, this is that uncle. But then once my parents got divorced, it was like different. And so here he comes and picks me up and he picks me up in the car, and I can tell he's mad. And I'm, I'm sitting there like, I don't have my car, I'm pretty down, you know, it's good to see you, because I'm of the heart, like, you're still family, even if you don't like what I'm doing, you're, you're still family, you know, I'm, I'm, and that was my heart. Well, he's mad, and he was like, he said something along the lines of, well, how come, you know, we're talking about other stuff, and then he just kind of interjects this, how come you hadn't talked to your mom? I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I don't have an answer for that. You know, I, I, I probably should have. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I'm, you know, still trying to figure this out, you know. And it's like, it just escalated. It just got higher and higher. And, and within just a couple of minutes after that question, he does a U-turn and whips it around. And he, and he says, tell you what, I'm going to take you right back to where I picked you up. You're, you can't. Basically, you can't stay with me, and he drops me off there at the gas station. And uh, but here's what you gotta know: 
I've got no money. There's one pay phone. I think I've got enough money to make like one or two calls because you had to have change. I didn't have change. I only had just a little bit. The gas station's now closed. It's getting dark in the middle of the fall. It, it, it was a cold night. You know, I had my full coat in the car and everything. No lights that way, no lights that way, and he drops me off at the gas station. Well, how do you think that sits on you? Especially as a young man who's trying to, but as a young man that's trying to figure some stuff out. So this is like 1993. Now, you know, now, praise God, God's merciful. So I called, oh yeah, I I didn't have any way to make a phone call because I had to make a decision I was like, I just got to start walking. I don't know where I'm walking to. I don't even know where I'm at. I mean, there's the highway, but where's stuff at? I don't, I don't know. I'm out of town. I just got to start walking. While I walked, literally this way, you couldn't see any lights, but it was, it was a road, and all it had was just pine trees down it. Well, I walked that way about two blocks, and there was a house with, with some guys working on their car, and uh, they, I said, hey, I, I don't know how I could do this, but can I borrow your phone and make a long-distance call, and I'll find a way to pay you back? I, my car's broken. I don't have any way of making a phone call. They're like, oh, yeah, man, you know, yeah, you can come on up and, and use my phone. So I call my dad, and uh, find, somehow I get in touch with him, or I get a message to him, and one of his best friends drives like an hour, hour and a half to get me and pick me up. Uh, and by the time he got there, it was, it was long. He couldn't come for a couple of hours, though. So by the time he got there, it's completely dark. I'm like in the car, you know, like cold. And uh, I'd fallen asleep, I think, waiting on him uh, to get there. So that was that experience. All right, that's like 93. Fast forward to 2001, 2002, 2003. God's drawing me into ministry. He's saying, fix your life. Get everything right. Get, get to the place where the devil himself can't find anything to accuse you of. And so I'm driving back. I've been, on, I've been away on a business trip. I'm driving uh, from Raleigh Airport. And um, all of a sudden, uh, the Lord speaks to me. And he says, you need to call your uncle. That's right. <laughs> He says, you need to call your uncle, and you need to apologize to him. Me apologize to him? Like I was like, Lord, you were there, right? <laughs> like, I, I didn't do anything to him. He said, you need to apologize. I want you to clear, clear the air, and you need to apologize for holding it against him. I was like, can I get my heart right on this first before I call him? Like, I don't have to call him right now. (laughs) Like, not right now, do I? Not right now. Because I knew if I called him right there, I I wasn't ready. And uh, because this has been, it had been several years now. It had been a while. I said, but I knew I needed to do it completely in love. I needed God to to be in it. The question is, right there at that moment, right at that moment when he told me, I said, okay, yes, I'll do it. Remember, say yes to God quickly. Yes, yes to him quickly. But I was like, Lord, 
I didn't do anything to him. And he abandoned me, his own family. He abandoned me in that place. He said, I know. He says, sometimes I'm going to call you to be the bigger person, whether you did anything wrong or not. Learn to take the blame. That's what Jesus did. Learn to take the blame. That's what Jesus did for you. Like, whoo. So even today, you know, I'll, I'll, if I recognize the moment, I'll say, hey, it's, you know, my fault. You know, I'll take the blame for something. Why? Because that's God. It's God. But do whatever you have to do to be in unity. Uh, Put up uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 10, I think it is. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 10. Now, do we know that all Scripture is inspired by God? All Scripture is inspired by God. That means the Holy Ghost was writing this Scripture. Go ahead and put it up when you get it there. 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 10, I believe it is. Here you're going to see a commandment from God. A commandment from God. Is that right? It says this. As soon as we get it. I'll tell it to you. It says, let no divisions be among you. None. The funny thing about when the devil attacks our mind, when he attacks our thinking, one of the first things that we do is we go straight to blaming it on other people. Like even though that day it was him, there you go, I appeal to you, dear brothers and sisters, by the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ, to live in harmony with each other. This is a command. Live in harmony with each other and let there be no divisions in the church. Rather, be of one mind, united in thought and purpose. United in thought and purpose. And so what happens is a lot of times as soon as the devil attacks our mind, we don't want to believe that it's us. We want to, then we want to say, oh, well, it's somebody else. I mean, it's not, couldn't be me. Certainly not. But see, Christ, who, who could have said that better than anybody else? Jesus. Well, it's not me. But yet he made a choice. I'm going to leave my divinity. I'm going to leave heaven in Philippians 2. We see, be, put on this. Put on the same attitude that was in Christ Jesus who left heaven, stepped off of the throne to become like mere men. Oh my goodness. What kind of humility? What what happens when you put on love like that? You step into a place where God can use you. So here I am. I I get my heart right. I was like, Lord, I know if if I... Call him today. I'll probably say the wrong things, but I'm saying yes to you quickly. I'm I'm following your command. I'm saying yes to you quickly. And so 
all of a sudden, and, and a little while later, I think it was a few weeks later, I think I was on that same trip, and the Holy Ghost reminded me, you know, because I didn't really want to call him, <laughs> you know, but I'm going down the same road coming back from the same trip that I take about every month, and I'm at the same place in the road, and the Lord's like, hello, you know. You know how the Lord does. You know, somebody tells me a story like that. I'm like, that is Jesus. I know how he talks like that. And he's reminding me, hey, you need to call him. And I was like, okay. So I was like, okay, I'll call him now. You know, hang up the phone with the Holy Ghost. And then I start praying in the Spirit. Shanda, so cool. I need your help to make this phone call. And um, so I call him. And I said, hey. He said, hey. I said, you know, chit-chat for a little bit. And then all of a sudden I said, hey, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to apologize to you. He said, apologize? I said, yeah. I said, you remember that day? And I was thinking, the day you dropped me off and abandoned me. <laughs> but that's not what I said. <laughs> But I was thinking it. See, this is where we, we've got to get real with ourselves. That's what my flesh was saying. Now, that's not what my spirit man was saying, but that's what my flesh was saying. But I'm not here to walk in the flesh. I'm here to walk in the spirit. You're here to walk in the spirit. You're here to walk after the commandments of God and nothing else. Either he's your Lord or he's not. Either he's your Lord or he's not. Either that means something to you or you blow it off and he's not really acting like your Lord in that instance. Eh. But that's the truth, you know, that's... He's commanding us not to have divisions and, and not, just, not just divisions, but any command of God. Put on love. Put on joy. That's a commandment. Yet, you go into most churches in America today, you don't see any joy. You see a lot of stiff-necked, you know, bitter people, pursed lips. They always want to accuse people of t stealing their seat. <laughs> you were in my seat. I did not know it had your name on it. I didn't know that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I thought these were Jesus' seats. <laughs> But the Lord will be asking us to do things, and we have to say either he's our Lord or he's not. Either he's in control or he's not. But when we learn how to say yes to him quickly, he'll empower you. So I said, I said, you remember that day when my car broke down and you came to pick me up? He said, yeah. He said, and uh, I said, I said, I just want to tell you that I'm sorry. He said, Sorry for what? I said, I apologize because I held that against you. Now, let me, let me share something. I'm, not, I'm, I'm the kind of person where I let stuff go and I forget about it pretty quickly. And to be honest, I really wasn't mad. There were more people that were mad over that in instance than I was. People in my life that knew about it, they, they were more mad than I was. I, I wasn't really sitting there angry, but I was like, you know, it would always, if I'd have seen him, I'd been like, mm-hmm. 
You know, I'd have remembered it, you know. I hadn't really let go of it. I said, I want to apologize to you for holding that against you. And, you know, what do you think happened next? What would you want to have happen next? Oh, I'm so sorry, too. I should have never done that to you, Brian. That was, you know, I made such a mistake. I've been wanting to apologize to you for, for so many years. I'm so glad that you called me. Thank you for reaching out to me first, even though I should have done it. That's what's in my head. Here's what was said. Well, you know we all mess up sometimes. Shonda, Shonda. <laughs> I needed Holy Ghost help right in that moment. And, and he said, <laughs> the Holy Ghost said, that's the best apology that he's got in him right now. Accept it. So I accepted that as the apology right there. And okay, yeah. I just let be completely free. I'm going to tell you, a weight dropped off of me. A weight dropped off of me. I mean, I, just, I feel the anointing talking about it right now. I mean, a weight dropped off of me. I was like, good gracious, what a blessing. Guess what else? The next time I saw him, which that instance helped open up a fellowship back into that side of the family that had been tainted. The next time I saw him, it was like me the kid and him the uncle again. It was like, and, and just that relationship was renewed and it was awesome. That never would have happened if I wouldn't have stepped out in the commandment of God and done what God told me to do. And all this, I mean, that relationship was awesome. It was so beautiful. And it was like, this, I longed for this since I was a kid. This, this is, thank you, Lord. Thank you for telling me to do that. When I felt like he should have maybe taken more part. But you told me, and what was I really, I was preparing myself to be willing. Listen, I'll tell you, in ministry, there's multiple times after that where we needed to take the blame for something that we didn't do. And the Lord says, I'm your defender. I'm your protector. Trust me. Let me build the house. Don't try to protect yourself and defend yourself. You'll mess up if you get in, involved in my business. Take the blame. Take the blame for it. It's like, okay. Be willing to. So there'll be multiple times where, where there's stuff going on and it doesn't go right. And I'll say, hey, it's my fault. And it might not have been my fault. It might have been somebody else's fault. But it doesn't matter. It's, hey, we're one body. We are a family of God. I want, I want you to see this. So then, all of a sudden, this relationship goes to another level. Within a couple of years, like a couple of years after that, my grandfather, his father, is passing away. And I don't, I don't think he knew Jesus. I'm not sure. I, I'm, I'm, I'm still just you know, ministering in any way. I'm not sure that he knew Jesus. I don't know if he does now. I think I did pray with him. You know, I did pray with him. I'm, I'm trusting that the Lord is continuing to minister to him in so many different ways. And, and, but there was a change in his life. I mean, there was a difference. There was a marked difference in his life only between him and God. Whether he's born again, I, only God knows and, and he should know. 
But here's, here's what I want you to see. A couple of years later, my grandfather's passing away. He's in the hospital. He's not doing good. And you can tell uh, he's, he's going to go home to be with Jesus. And my uncle at that time, he's not taking it well. You know, he's not like, he's not falling apart, but I've never seen him like this. I've never heard him like this. He's always been pretty strong about things, but it's like, and so, and the, because, watch this, because the Lord told me to mend that relationship at a moment when he needed somebody that knew Jesus, the Lord said, call him. See, I could call him that day because I called him the other day. Had I not called him the other day and apologized, I wouldn't have been able to call him. And I got on the phone with him, and I started praying with him. I started lifting him up and praying. And his, the love of God just infiltrates that phone call. And it brings him a peace. And it brings him... And, and I just started crying after I got off the phone. I was like, Lord, thank you for putting me in a position to be able to minister to him. I would have never been able to do that had I not made that phone call that day. So many times we don't know why God's telling us to do something that seems illogical to the rest of a corrupted world, but it's 100% what we should do. And so when God tells us to do something, we have to say, okay, Lord, I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to go after you. I'm not going to wait. I'm going to go after you with everything that I have. And if you tell me to do something, I remember the Lord saying this when I first started moving into ministry. The Lord said this. He said, say yes to me and say it quickly. Don't hesitate. And then he gave me this picture. And the picture was, always take steps towards me and never take a step back. Always take steps towards me and never take a step back. And I just got that in my mind. And I just, if I hear the Lord tell me to do something or I read a commandment in the Word, do you realize that every commandment that's in that Word, he's talking to you directly? He's telling you directly, this is how you should live. This is how you should live. Go to Galatians 5, uh, 22. This is how you should live. This is how you should live. Galatians 5, 22 gives the fruit of the Spirit. And in the fruit of the Spirit, you see love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Gentleness, yes, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Do you understand? These are commandments. These are not suggestions. These are not a good idea. These are commandments to live this way. Let's go to uh, Philippians chapter 2. Let me actually use my Bible here. Philippians chapter 2. Therefore, if there's any encouragement in Christ, verse 1, therefore, if there's any encouragement in Christ. So, okay, is there encouragement in Christ? Without question. Okay, so then whatever he's about to say... We need to apply. Would you agree? Because there is encouragement, then we need to apply this. If there is any consolation of love, does the love of God console you? Thank you, Paul. Does the love of God console you? 
Okay, then we need to do what he's about to say. If there's any fellowship of the Spirit, does the Holy Spirit want fellowship with you? Absolutely, yeah. So we need to do what he's about to say. If any affection or compassion, is there affection and compassion in the Holy Ghost? Absolutely. All right, so then he says this, make my joy complete. Now see, this is... This is Paul saying this, but this is also the Holy Spirit saying, make my joy complete. Did you know you can make the Holy Spirit's joy complete by taking certain actions? Isn't that something? You can, you can play a part in the Holy Spirit's joy, in God's joy. Make my joy complete by being of the same mind. Maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Intent on one purpose. Watch this. Verse, verse 3. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, Regard one another as more important than yourselves. Whew. That means what you're up to is more important than what I'm up to. What's going on in your life is more important than what I'm up to. Do not merely... Look out for your own personal interest, but also for the interest of others. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped. In other words, and although he existed as God, he did not hold on to his godliness. It says, have this attitude which was in Jesus. So if all of those things are right and good and correct, do this. And one of the things it says is, have the attitude that Jesus had, who although he had godliness. You see, I've seen people fight for so much smaller things. In other words, they'll, I mean, they'll fight for such smaller things. I mean, you give a man a power in this earth, he'll fight to keep that power. A lot of what you're seeing in the world right now is a, is a shaking out and a power struggle. That's what's ac actually happening right now. What, what's on the news and the headlines is the, the surface, but at the, its root, it's a power struggle. At its root, it's a power struggle. Now, how much higher can you have than to have God and to be God? In other words, have this attitude that's in yourself. No matter what you have, you're willing to put it down for others. That's what it's saying. It says, go back to, go back to verse 6. Although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men. 
Amen. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's affectionately known as a butt dial. <laughs> you must have leaned over on it. That's so funny. That's okay. Don't be embarrassed. Everybody it's happened to. But he emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Do you remember last week we talked about humility and that what, what came with submission and humility? Grace and greater grace. What, what power raised him from the dead? The grace that was released as he humbled himself. This is the power that raised him up. A grace was released. He says, for this reason, God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name, which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of the Father. So then, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Do all things without grumbling or disputing. So that you will prove to be blameless and innocent children of God above reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you appear as lights in the world. Holding fast to the word. Now I want you to see this. Go back to Nicole's item that she had earlier this week. It looks like she's shaken. You know, I'm not receiving anything. I don't feel anything. You know, uh, couldn't she have grumbled about it? Couldn't she have grumbled or disputed? I mean, she had the choice to. As a Christian, she shouldn't, obviously, as we see this. She could have disputed about it. She could have made a fuss about it. But, but she didn't. And it says, when you, when you don't do that, you'll prove yourself to be blameless and innocent. Children of God above reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you appear as lights in the world. In other words, when stuff comes at you and you still stand in love and you still stand in the glory of God, all of a sudden you have an appearance to the people and, and people are like, how do you walk like that? How is it so easy for you? And it's no different necessarily for them than it is for anybody else. The issue is they've learned how to put on that godliness and to not be shaken. Not be shaken, not grow. Well, God didn't, he didn't give me a word. Uh, Pastor Trace gave everybody else a word, but he didn't give me a word. Well, maybe it wasn't a word for you that night. But if we learn how to not grumble and not dispute, then all of a sudden the things still come. Well, guess what? And then it says this, watch. It says, holding the fast, the word of life. Holding fast, the word of life. In other words, don't we know that God is not withholding any good thing? 
So that was a lie against the promise of God. So she can either hold on to, I didn't feel like I received, or she can hold on to, God's not withholding anything. He gave me something. I might not have been able to feel it, but I know I received something. Well, then, by doing that, I can tell you the next night, she got touched immeasurably. I mean, it was an amazing just move of God in her heart and in her mind. Got healed of something that's been uh, bothering her for years and years and years. Just the very next night, the night after she felt like she didn't. Why did that happen? Because instead of grumbling about, oh, I just I don't know why I didn't get it. Instead of grumbling about that, she held fast to the word. Held fast. And that, any Christian who does that receives the same results. But this is not only is it a good idea, it's a command for us to do. It says, holding fast to the word of life so that in the day of Christ I will have reason to glory because I did not run in vain nor toil in vain. But even if I am being poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I rejoice and share my joy with you all. You too, I urge you, rejoice in the same way and share your joy with me. So have the same attitude in you that was in Christ that's willing to put down anything to put down anything many times what we're doing we're holding on to something that doesn't mean anything in eternity doesn't mean anything in eternity and yet what Christ did means everything and so when we look at the thing that doesn't mean anything instead of at the thing that means everything what Christ did we're saying this is more important than you Jesus and what we need to do is say, all right, little thing that means nothing, go away. I'm not having any more part with you. I'm going to have the attitude in me that I had in Christ. Jesus, let me go after you. Now, that can be something small. It can be something big. If, if I would have held on to, well, he, he dropped me off then I would have missed all the blessing that God had laid out if I would have tried to hold on to something that really didn't mean anything. Or what if he's telling me to give up smoking or he's get, telling me give up alcohol or something like that and then I'm going to make that more important than Jesus in my life? No, I'm, I've got, Lord, okay, I want to do that. Help me have the strength to do that and all of a sudden he'll give you the strength to do it. But see, a lot of times we want to hold on. Why? Because we like that stuff. That's where we've lived. It's almost like our comfort level. Have you ever seen somebody who their whole identity and comfort is in a sickness or disease? Like even if you could say, I'll get you healed right now today, and they would not get healed because they're comfortable in that place. It's the same thing. So which thing has our attention? Are we going to give ourselves to that little thing that really means nothing or give ourselves to Jesus who means everything? Everything. Have this attitude in you that was in Christ Jesus. That though he existed in the form of God, he did not feel that equality with God was something to be held on to. But he let it go and he became like a servant made in the form of man. Say, Lord, I'll be whatever you want me to be. What you say, I'll say. What you do, I'll do. And I don't know what the Holy Ghost may be dwelling, dealing with you on today, but if ever there was a day to drop something and leave it at the altar, today's that day. <laughs> today's that day. 
And it, it may be, you know, some addiction. It may be, uh, you know, unforgiveness. It may be, it may just be that I've been paying attention more to what I want to do than what you want me to do, you know. It may be, uh, you know, you're watching too many movies or playing too many video games and you need to get in the Word. You know, it could be a number of things. And there's a time to play. There's a time to have fun. But the question is, if God asks you for it, which one are you holding on to? It may be that God's, that, that you're holding on to work instead of resting in God. You think that your much working will build your house. But it's God who builds the house. There's so many different things that we can have. And whatever it is that the Lord's asking you to deal with today, I just ask that you deal with it. He's worthy of letting it go. Even if you feel like it wasn't your fault, it's worth it when God asks you to do something. And you may be saying, well, what if I miss it? What if, what if I think he's telling me to do this, but he actually is telling me to do something else? God's going to honor your heart. If your heart is to honor God, you might miss it a few times trying to honor God. But he's going to see your heart, and he's going to help you get it more, more and more clear. I found that even when I've missed it, but my heart was after him, God still has mercy on me. Just do what he's asking you to do. Do what he's placing in your heart. Shereen. Do what he's asking you to do. Today, whatever that is, I just ask you to close your eyes right now. Father, today, today, Lord, whatever it is that we need to leave on the altar, I just ask that you would make it clear. It could simply be just a call to say, Lord, I've not been going after you enough, but I will go after you from this point forward. I'm going after you with everything I got. Lord, baptize me in your Holy Ghost and fire. Baptize me, Lord. Fill me. Overflow me. So I just declare to you right now, this altar is open. Bring it to the altar. You'll find... That Jesus, just like the message we had the other week, if you'll jump out of the boat, you and all your stuff, you'll find Jesus on the shore waiting with provision, waiting with restoration, waiting. You'll find him ready for you. Just come up now. You're not ever going to go wrong moving in Christ and giving yourself to Him. Thank you, Father. As you get serious with Him, He'll get serious with you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Lord, I give you this. Lord, I give you that. Lord, I won't do that again. Lord, I will do this. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Come and 
have a conversation with him that's been needed. Don't wait. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, you could have left us to go to hell, but your humility saved us. Whereas for the rest of our life, we should be jumping up and down and worshiping you and praising God and giving you everything. Our life was completely lost without you. Our life was completely lost without you. But with you, we have everything. Father, who are we to sit back and not move at your leading? You're my Lord. You're our Savior. Father, we give you our all. We give you our everything. My life was done for already. The fact that I have life is a testimony. Lord, I move into you. We move into you today. Thank you for your goodness and your love. I'm going to wait until... I feel like the Holy Ghost gives me the clearance. And right now, I feel like there's supposed to be more people that you know you need to go. Go ahead and take strength in God. Give them your heart. And just lay it on the altar. Matter of fact, if I had to review everybody's life, there's probably not one person in here that doesn't need to lay something down or to say yes to Him. So, Lord, we just give you ourselves today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, strengthen your people to be who you've called them to be. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your goodness and your grace and your mercy. Thank you, Lord. Have a talk with him. He's waiting on you. It's not his move. It's ours. God did his part. Now it's time for us to do ours. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord, we make this declaration today. Lord, I'm yours. I'm yours. Father, we won't be hard-hearted. We won't be like the Israelites in the desert that saw you do so many great and mighty works in our lives and in our family only to sit back when we need to move the most. Lord, let us be everything that you've called us to be. Lord, strengthen us. Thank you for your unity. Thank you for your power. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy.
if you're sitting or wherever you're at, just start thanking them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for pouring out your blessing. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for giving us hope. Thank you, Lord. I know the Lord is dealing with more hearts. And this is one of those days he's told me not to go anywhere. As you can see, I took a seat. Just let the Lord lead you. Say yes to God quickly. And no to the flesh and no to the devil. You understand that if God's asking you to do something, then anything contrary is going to lead you into a place that will hold you back and be a trap. Because anything God asks you for out of His love, it's always opportunity to increase. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for doing a work in everybody that's coming forward. Lord, we won't hold on to worldliness. We'll cling to you and grasp you. We thank you for it, Father. Holy Spirit, thank you for your help. Lord, we just, we forgive. We take our thoughts captive. We put on faith, hope, and love. Thank you, Lord. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Lord, whatever it is that you're dropping in people's hearts, Lord, I just ask right now that they would see it so clearly and that you would strengthen them with all your might to step into it and to walk in it. Know that what he's asking you to do right now is a great, great opportunity to increase, to spring forward and not be held back in your life, in your life to spring forward. Just be obedient to him today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your goodness.
I'm going to ask the um, worship leaders to come on up. What is the song you're playing, Waymaker? Sing that song. Sing Waymaker. And as they're singing, stand to your feet and let's worship together. And if you still need to come to the altar, come. I know, I know. I can feel it in the Holy Ghost. I know there's others that need to come. You may even need to come back a second time. Just let the Holy Spirit lead you and tell Him yes. But let's worship Him. Moving in our midst, I worship You. You are here, working in this place. I worship you, I worship you, working in this place. I worship you. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker, waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Oh, you're the way, waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop 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 working. As I was sitting there, I just see, I saw so clearly that there's some people here today that the Lord is drawing you to make a commitment to Christ. I think I know pretty much everybody, I believe. But do you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life? We can all pray this prayer today, but it's more than that. When I say commitment, it's more than that. It's a promise to the Lord. I'm going to do it this way from this day forward. I, can, I have felt it in my heart that the Lord is saying, there's people here that I need them to make a commitment to me. They need to present themselves as a living sacrifice at the altar. And I'm calling them to make a commitment. That could be a number of different things, a number of different types of commitment. 
But today is a change. Today, everything will be different. Lord, I give you myself. Lord, I commit to you that I will do this. I'll win souls. I commit to you that I'll make disciples. There can be multiple commitments that he's writing in your heart. Whatever that is, make it today. Present yourself on the altar of God. Understand, just because somebody comes to the altar doesn't mean that they were in horrible sin yesterday. It can be a very holy moment that's a reverence to God. A lot of people, I think they have a, a judgment that the enemy puts in their heart that the only reason they're up here is because they're a horrible person and they're embarrassed. And that embarrassment keeps them from the blessing of God because they're listening to the lies instead of the word. And it's okay. I've been there too. I've been at that place. But let's not stay in that place. So just everybody in here, pray this with me. Pray it out loud today. Just say, Jesus. If you're watching online, say it. Say, Jesus, today, you are the Lord of my life. You have made me righteous. I call you Lord. And I believe that God brought you back to life. And he raised me up from where I used to be. Used to be might have been a minute ago. But I'm different now. And I will live for you. I will walk in righteousness. I will walk in holiness. I will do everything your word tells me to do. Jesus, I ask you. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. Baptize me in fire that I might be your witness and live like you. In Jesus' name. Lord, I receive it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's keep singing. Come to the altar if you have that commitment in whatever it is or you need to drop something there.